Hey, good morning, everyone. This is the Pillage Pastor with a question for you this morning. Are you really willing to walk away from your past? Are you really willing to put things behind you that you maybe should have put behind you a long time ago, but you're stuck there? and you're haunted by your past. So we're talking about that this morning. That's what's next. Stay tuned. Grab your copy. Got my paper mug. I'm ready to go. And uh, this uh, coffee's nice, hot, and delicious. My Dunkin' D hazelnut coffee. Pretty good stuff. So hope you've got your coffee and are prepared for a juicy discussion, if you will. The idea that some of us just straight up don't want to give up thinking about our past. We just can't let it go. And I'm not talking about those who, this is like yesterday, right? I mean, let's say you botched things up and your nightmare is literally a nightmare that is more recent. Something that just happened. Well, you can't expect to get something, get over something so quickly. So when I went through my divorce, and I was struggling and I was letting people know that I was struggling, even though I was the initiator of the divorce. So she gave me the divorce, but I was the initiator. Nonetheless, man, you know, guys have regrets. Don't know what you got until it's gone sometimes, <laughs> whatever that might have looked like. Uh, but this idea that I struggled and there were people who told me, just get over it. Just get over it. Why are you holding on to it? And I'm like, we're talking about like a couple months ago. We're talking about even a year ago. What do you mean just get over it? Is that really a valid question for people to ask of you? And I think those who ask that of you either are in denial about never having dealt with issues in their own past and they just sweep them under the rug and don't deal with it. And they're just like, just forget it and, you know, uh, put it in a box and tuck it away and never bring it up again, or they just have never been through the situation that you've been through. And so they're asking an impossible ask. It's impossible because, I mean, they're not speaking from wisdom. They're not speaking even from life experience. And so you can't even listen to those people. Nonetheless, you do find yourself questioning, is it me? I mean, is this really my issue? Am I really holding on to something so tightly and not letting go? Now, Maybe it's been a year. Maybe it's been two. I've heard people say in regards to divorce, and I know we could and we will bring up a lot of different situations, but in re regards to divorce, I hear it said that the longer, of course, you are married, the longer it takes you to get over that marriage, to really heal. And sometimes you think you've healed and then in the future something else comes up and you find out now oh, I haven't really experienced the type of healing that I need to experience in my life over this situation. So no one can really tell you to get over it. No one can really tell you to get over it. But the question is, do you want to get over it? That's the thing is, do you want to work through something? And what is hindering you from working through the past that may haunt you, decisions that may haunt you, people you have hurt and the guilt you feel for having hurt people. Do you want to get over it? See, I believe that a lot of people believe they need to live in that guilt in order to inflict like a self-punishment. 
You know, I deserve to feel shame. I deserve to be punished by this guilt. And it keeps them there, and it is self-torment, self-punishment. And you still, in your mind, think, you know, this could be of the Lord. Maybe the Lord is making me feel guilty because I deserve to be punished. Now, there's a reason for pain, right? I mean, don't go there. Don't do that. Uh, there's a reason why you feel physical or emotional pain. And typically, it reminds you of things you shouldn't engage in, practices that you shouldn't be a part of. But, oh, yeah, you know, I can't hammer that way ever again because I just hit my thumb really hard and it hurts. Uh, and uh, so I need to learn how to hammer better or whatever it might be. Use this or that tool better. Use, you know, this tool up here better because uh, I don't want to be constantly making those mistakes. And so the pain is actually good. But some people are inflicted by pain, guilt, like literally feeling so tremendous guilt that it is painful and you are not letting it completely go yourself, not because somebody else is telling you to let it go, but because you are sitting here saying this, you know what, I need to endure this as part of my punishment. And so going back to this idea that, yeah, give yourself plenty of time. I mean, if you've gone through something difficult, if it was something difficult as a result of sin, and you know what, this is a question you have to ask yourself, is that sin, are you still engaging in that sin that will cause future hurt and pain that it caused before? Then you're going to constantly feel like crap. You're going to constantly feel guilty because you haven't really gone away from what God might be putting on your heart and making you feel. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict of sin, right? So as long as you're living... Uh, a rotten life, you know, living outside of God's will, like kind of doing your own thing. He may have never left you, and hopefully that's the guilt you feel right there. Is <laughs> The guilt that you feel is because he's never left you and because he loves you. He, he's trying to save you from yourself and go in your own direction, right? And so if you haven't turned away from sin that has caused so much damage and you're continuing in that sin, then you're going to continue to create damage. And God's like, you're going to create damage, you know, first for yourself and then for others. I mean, this isn't good. And you're going to keep feeling guilty and you're going to keep feeling um, that conviction. And it's it's a, actually a good conviction. It's evidence that God is with you and God loves you. He's trying to save you from that kind of stuff. But then again, there is the guilt that you feel from what you have done, even though you're not doing that anymore, you're not engaged in whatever it is, but you feel so horrible because of whatever lives that you've wrecked, people that you've deceived, and uh, so on and so forth. And so are you willing to let go of that pain? Are you willing to let go of, of pain from that situation, that past event, or a whole season of various events? And so, you know, we're going to keep talking about this and clarifying this. We're going to get into the scriptures next, so stay tuned. Take a quick break. You know, any time you encounter Jesus, a decision needs to be made. I mean, you see the guy. I don't care if you see him in a picture or way back when you were hanging out with him. Just being in his presence called for a life and a heart change. 
You just did. I mean, you were next to the most beautiful, pure individual who has ever walked this earth. And just the sight of them made you want to become a better man, right? But his presence is still here in the world today by way of his Holy Spirit. And when you feel that Holy Spirit, you feel the Holy Spirit, you are confronted with your depravity. I'm confronted with my depravity. And that's exactly what happened in Luke chapter 7. Take another sip of your coffee. Luke chapter 7, verse 50. Actually, let's take it back a little to 36. Now, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So we went to the Pharisee's house and he reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was sitting at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. And when the Pharisee uh, who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, Man, if this man were a prophet, if he were really a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Well, tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, oh, well, I suppose the one who had the biggest debt canceled. You've judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You didn't give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I mean, she comes into this party. She's hanging out on the sidelines. She is not necessarily an invited guest by any means. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but she kind of sneaks into the house among the invited guests and sees Jesus there. She has a reaction to Jesus, and she knows she's a sinful woman. She knows that she has great need, and she then adores him and worships him in, this, in these customs. And he basically, he sees, man, she loves much. She's responding from the depths of her heart. She knows she needs saving. She knows that she needs a release from the guilt and the chains of the past, emotional chains. You know, she has a reputation in the town, right? And maybe you have a reputation in the town. I have a reputation among, you know, a group of individuals in the town that I live in and Maybe a lot of people do, just from at least a few people. You've got a reputation, whether you want to you know, believe that or not. But the idea is, is that she had a reputation in that town. She confronts Jesus. She sees him, 
And he basically is like, hey, you know what? For someone who receives more forgiveness, they're going to love more. They're going to appreciate it more, right? They're going to appreciate it more. They're going to um, uh, treasure it more. In the same way as like whenever I remember, and I don't know if you've remembered your first time you saved up a bunch of money to go buy something that you were really looking forward to buying. You know what? I still to this day wear Oakley sunglasses. Well, Oakley eyeglasses. And I remember my paper out, like working my butt off, you know, delivering newspapers so that I could go down and I could buy some Oakley sunglasses. And I remember working even harder for a lot of other things. But the thing is, is like I worked hard and so I appreciated things even more. It's kind of the reverse of that. As I recognize all this debt that I'm in and someone forgives my debt, someone forgives my sin because I recognize that I'm a total jacked up sinner. And when I realize that I've truly been forgiven, I'm going to appreciate that even more. And this is what has happened here with her. She is recognized for appreciating that forgiveness, for knowing that she has been, she is loved, <clears throat> that she is forgiven. And she goes out from there knowing that that forgiveness and that healing has come by way of her belief, that she believed. And she received that. And it's a pretty amazing thing that that is available to all of us today. But having then received that forgiveness, can you move on? You have a choice to make. It is not something that anyone else could can ask of you. I've been asked that. I've been asked by someone not too long ago, are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to let go of all this shame and this guilt? Are you ready to forget or, or reconcile with your past and move forward. And I recognize that that's something I need to do every day. And you do as well. You need to, you need to pra practice. And we've talked about this. God has forgiven you. Forgive yourself and sin no more. You know, continue in a life that's pure with the Lord in a partnership with God. Remove yourself from those things and those relationships that keep dragging you down where you find yourself repeating the same mistake over and over and yet expecting different results. No, you're not going to get different results if you're continuing in the same behaviors and activities that you've been continuing in. And trust me, I don't say that in a way of high and mighty. I'm talking to myself here. Because when you're talking to yourself, the truth from God's word and and what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I mean, it, it's it's beautiful. And you're the first one who needs to hear it. And I ain't looking to go pull a speck out of anybody else's eye. I have a plank in my own eye most of the time I have to worry about, right? <laughs> and I also have to worry about another thing. I have to worry about this idea that we have a enemy, a spiritual enemy, the devil. And he's constantly reminding us of our past and things that we have done and how we botched it up. He wants us, to, our eyes, to stay on the past and not moving forward. Okay? He wants us to always be looking back and seeing what we have done and feeling then, based on all the failure, that there is no hope for the future. I mean, have you been there? I've been there many times. I was there yesterday of thinking, Man, this is just a cycle of botching it up. 
it's a same mindset I can't get out of. Maybe it, in this case, it was a mindset. It's like I cannot escape from this mindset that will not allow for me to break free and believe great things for my life. Instead, my brain goes back and my mind goes back to past activities, a mindset, past behaviors that got me into a lot of trouble and hurt a lot of people. And so I'm overwhelmed by guilt, overwhelmed by the shame, knowing I've been forgiven and I don't need to continue doing the same activities that will get me to the same place again. Right? But the enemy's constantly saying, no, there is no hope for you. You feel bad, you deserve to keep feeling bad. No, you need to keep focusing on your past and things that you did, and there is nothing better in the future for you. That's the enemy. So the Holy Spirit says, hey, you are forgiven for your past sins. Do not continue to sin. I will convict you when you continue to sin as a sign that I love you and that I'm with you and that I don't I want better things for you. The conviction from the Holy Spirit is again evidence that God is with you and loves you. That's a good thing. So don't all I mean that's the differentiation is the guilt that you feel because of um, the devil convicting you of your past is it conviction that you feel because of behaviors that have been destructive in the past that you continue to this present day those are things to think about but number one you, thing you've got to do is move past your past by truly saying God if I like I keep getting stuck there and I want to move forward I want to move forward okay I am willing to move forward by the power of the Holy Spirit help me move forward I need power to help me, of course, reject that garbage from the past, that all the destruction and, and uh, power to overcome come that as it tries to pull me back in. And I need faith and power to continue moving forward in, my, in, my, in, a, in a good walk, a righteous walk. You know, and that's what God wants for us. So anyway, that's my rant for today. Are you willing to let go of your past? And are you willing to let go of that and move forward in faith and purity and with the power and conviction of the Holy Spirit, uh, taking hold of the new, the new life, the good life that God has, an abundant life? So with that being said, this is the Pillage Pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I and for such a sinner as you.